What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Game Time Guru. Today, we are breaking down fantasy sports and the way that they make us crazy. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Time Guru. I'm your host, Shane Larson, as always. I want to make sure you guys know where to find me at social media. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, Find me there. And also, as you already know by now, if you've been paying attention to the podcast, you can find me on Bronco Nation News each week doing a pregame video podcast for them as well um, on a Facebook live feed. So go over to Bronco Nation News Facebook and like the page and follow it so you can get all the updates when we go live um, for the pregame podcast. The day before the game is typically when we'll be doing that. Um, As you know, you heard him in the beginning. I got Miles back with me. Miles, thanks for joining me again. I appreciate you coming on to the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited. Love this topic. Dude, this is going to be really fun today. But first, we need to talk a little bit about what you've been uh, doing with 60 Days to Living. Last time we talked about it, you had just kind of, I think you were in the the second week of your 60 Days to Living uh, vlog. Where are you at right now with it? So we're actually, today is day 48. Um, I was going to start doing a podcast, but then I was like, I'm going to do a daily vlog just to kind of keep myself accountable. And uh, 47 days down, and today's 48. So yeah, almost halfway done with the 100-day video challenge. Dude, halfway done. So by the time this actually launches on Friday, you'll already be halfway done. Past 50, right? Yeah, should be. Dude, that's actually really impressive. Anything you've learned from it so far in the first half of your 100-day challenge? Uh, That it's hard to keep creating content, right? So like... uh, to continue documenting because you just forget like you don't want to be caught up having to film everything so you're just enjoying life but then at the end of the day you're like crap I got to make a video and you don't have any content and so it's like well I guess they're gonna get me talking into they're a gonna camera get what again. they're gonna get yeah so but you know what though it's been entertaining watching you um every day there's something there's something new even if you don't think there is there's always something new that you you know bring out and something that you've learned or whatever or if you're sick that day um what have we learned um cc brought it up just last week how he learned about um you went to the store what is the what is it called when oh you yeah were, buyer and heat yes buyer and heat yeah. we learned about that when you were sick yeah yeah because it's going into it's like a marketing term so when someone goes to like a website um the key is to just keep putting stuff in front of them because they're there to solve us to solve something in their life so you just keep hitting them with more and more stuff um like i went to the grocery store and i just kept buying more and more cold medicine because i was in buyer and heat because I just wanted to get over my cold. So yeah, I guess maybe you learned something that day. Yeah, see, every every day there's something new. Um, okay, so if you haven't followed him already, go to his YouTube channel. You can follow him on Facebook as well. It's 60 Days to Living, the number two. Uh, follow Miles' Facebook and YouTube vlog that he's been doing, vlog with a V. Um, make sure you check it out as he's almost halfway done, and he will be halfway done by the time this posts uh, with his 100-day challenge. So... What time is it? <laughs> so, uh, all right, what man. What time is it? Let's do a little bit of a, a fantasy checkup real quick. Yeah. Uh, do you have any fantasy teams going on right now, or you just finish up with one? No, so this is like the first year probably like since I was in middle school that I don't have a fantasy football team going on. I'm not doing any fantasy basketball. Um, I really don't have a ton of time to focus on those things, but right. one thing I'll never stop doing is I'm in a fantasy baseball league, and it's like a dynasty. So, What does that mean? Uh, it means you keep players. Um, you roll over players each year. Like it depends on the league that you're in. So in the one that I'm in, we only keep seven from our team in going into each and every year. Like there's okay. somewhere you can keep 15 or 20. Like you and you can keep minor league players, but this one you keep seven. 
players. So, like, if you're always, like, trying to see if, if they're getting injured during the offseason, and, like, because of that, you're always willing and dealing during the offseason. So it's fun. It's like you're trading for draft picks and, and players, and it's just it's, – it's a lot of fun. It's really exciting. I don't play fantasy baseball, so I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know that you're pretty much, you know, into that quite a bit because yeah. you're always checking it out. Um, for fantasy football, though, you want to know what my record is? I have two leagues. You want to know what my combined record is? One and six. Well, there's there's been five games on each one. Um, I am two and eight. That's awesome. Oh, and five in one of my leagues. And uh, <laughs> and it's really frustrating because yesterday um, I, I lost in fantasy and I also had Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback in that same league. And so not only did he beat my Cowboys, but he didn't really necessarily help me. He was only his highest score on my team, but he didn't help me win. I, I get frustrated with fantasy sports um, because I'm sitting here rooting for Aaron Rodgers but the problem is he's playing against the Cowboys, right? Um, have you ever experienced anything like that where you, you start rooting for guys that are playing against your team, whether it be in baseball, or like fantasy baseball, or in, even in fantasy football? Not really, because I'll, I'll bench. Like, I can't. <laughs> also, like, I'll bench someone. If someone's going up against the Niners, like a couple years ago, like when they were good and I was into fantasy football, like if someone was going up against the Niners, like Ben Roethlisberger or Matthew Stafford, like, I'm not playing them. I can't cheer for them against. Right. Them. But then you also lose in fantasy sports, right? Yeah, like see. so, like I've made some stupid trades in fantasy baseball because. Sorry, we had a couple uh, technical difficulties here. So you said because what? Uh, like because of, uh, like, I don't even know what I say. Corey, something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot where we were at. Um, no, because of like my loyalty to a team, I've made some stupid fantasy baseball trades. So Corey Seager, he's probably one of the best shortstops in the league, but. Um, He's probably a top 30 fantasy baseball player. Plays for the Dodgers, my favorite baseball team. And Jose Altuve, probably a top three fantasy baseball player. Had him on my team, traded him, and a draft pick to acquire Corey Seager. So a very stupid trade on my part, but I needed to have Corey Seager on my team just because he's a Dodger and I'm a Dodger fan. See, it, it causes us to have, like, we start thinking irrationally, I think. Like, and we start, well, you don't, but for in the sense of a true fan, you don't, but in the sense of a fantasy like player or whatever you want to call yourself fantasy fan then you're you're not thinking smart like to win your fantasy league so you gotta it's very hard to find the the same like you can't find a, a passionate true fan of their team and then a passionate true fan of fantasy sometimes they don't mesh well because you can't you gotta pick one or the other um and that's what I was running into with that Aaron Rodgers situation though I was really frustrated because my team sucks so bad and I knew he was going to be the only one to put up points and I knew he was going to put up points against the Cowboys because our secondary sucks so it was like okay well he'll put up points I was still hoping we'd win so it's like oh I hope Aaron Rodgers throws for 400 yards three touchdowns no interceptions but I hope the Cowboys win yeah instead we got you know 300 yards whatever how many touchdowns and one I hope I eat this cookie and lose weight exactly (laughs) okay this Tim Tam yeah this Tim Tam is that what they're called what is it called? The Tim Tam? Yeah, Tim Tam. I just had one of those. We're going to the gym tomorrow, though. Yeah, that's great. It's going to be the first time. So when you guys hear this podcast... I'll be we'll, down 10 pounds. <laughs> three days. Miles has uh, this diet that he's going to put us on. It's uh, the Water. Tim Tam. Okay. Um, anyways, so I honestly believe that like this whole idea of fantasy sports has pretty much ruined the sports fan. Like What it causes you to do, it causes you to be irrational. So I always said this about uh, like even like sports betting. Um, sports betting is the same situation. Like, have you ever like been sitting there and it's kind of like we were just saying, you know, Aaron Rodgers throws for this many touchdowns, hope they still win. But it's like, you got a a receiver that's starting and you're like, it's like third down and one and they're up by two touchdowns. And you're like, why aren't they throwing the ball? Like they need to throw the ball or it's fourth down. And you're like, why are you kicking field goal? You should go for it. Like 
Have you ever had that happen to you in any of those situations, especially with fantasy? In fantasy, yeah, and then in sports betting. I remember. So <laughs> Shane and I started doing sports betting, I think, when we were like 18. We both just like yeah. done with high school. I was done with high school, and we were watching college football over at my dad's house. And <laughs> we're yelling at the TV. Like we had just started, and we had placed bets, and it was, I think, our first weekend. And we're just screaming at the TV like, you idiot, what are you doing? And my dad's like, who are these teams? Like, why do you guys even care? And we, I was too scared to tell my dad what I was betting at the time. And so we're just like, no reason. Just we hope they win. Oh, yeah, dude. And so, but no, and it did that for years. Like, I remember Tom Brady, like, all he had to do was – I can't even remember, but yeah, there's lots of them. Fantasy oh, and sports. Let, betting. let me let me go because because they do run hand in hand. Like fantasy and sports betting, like they had like so they do run hand in hand. People don't think that they do, but they kind of do in the sense that like a lot of people pay into their fantasy league. Yeah, so I pay fifty bucks. And exactly, like the payouts like four fifty for the winner. So in a sense, it is like it yeah. is like sports betting, right? And they had DraftKings and all those different fantasy leagues that came out about it. like you know. And there's so they do run hand in hand. So we're gonna talk about this for a second. I want to talk about a memory you just brought it up. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but this is hilarious. Okay, so that first weekend that we're we're doing sports betting i'm at your dad's house and was tulsa the, was okay. playing not no it wasn't even tulsa it was Tulane was playing lsu oh yeah and they had to lose by like 63 it was like 20 no it was like 40 something points or something or they were like a 41 point spread i think uh, lsu was like a 40 point spread and that was the year they beat ohio state in the national championship so they were actually pretty good i think matt flynn was the quarterback or something and I'm in the room like screaming because Tulane like started out really hot and they actually were like tied 14 all going into like halftime or going into the second quarter. So I knew like they were going to be okay. They ended up, but to me, like that was a huge, I'm like, yeah. And it's like you said, like your dad's wondering what the heck do you even care for? I'm screaming for Tulane. I would never scream for Tulane. You know what I mean? And then that Tom Brady one, dude, that one, because that was the same game. I come over to your house. And you remember, like, you had the running back. It was, like, their backup running back in the game for the Patriots. Yeah, I remember. And like, you, like, did had, a prop if, bet. Yeah, so if he <clears throat> if he would have scored the first touchdown of the game, it paid, like, uh, 20 to 1 or something like that. Like, insane amounts of money. And I think it what was it Corey Dillon at the time or was it uh, – who was that other guy? Anyway. Dillon sounds familiar to me, though, on that. I don't think it was. It was the one right behind him. And um, had he scored the first touchdown – like it, and I put like five bucks down. So it would only been like a hundred bucks. But back then, that was you know, well, heck, right That's now. That's a lot. Yeah. No, but it was a lot of money yeah. back then. Even twenty bucks was a lot of and money. I remember he broke the tackle and was cruising down the outside, and he got tripped up at like the three yard line. And I remember I was so ticked <laughs> off because first play, he's in the backfield. Like, okay, they're gonna hand it to him. He's gonna score. First play, play action, like incomplete pass. Second play, play action, incomplete pass. I'm like, they better just run the freaking ball. Third play, play action. I think they threw it to Mike Rabel or something or uh, Teddy Bruschi. And I was ready to lose my mind. Dude, in that same game, so you may not remember this, but you still had the bet like going on later on with the running back. And I had the, I was betting on the same game because me and you, we did a pretty good job. You and I did at, uh, you know, making sure we calibrated before the games, you know, like making sure we're on the same page. Let's make sure we make the same bets. But we were kind of going against each other in this sense because didn't you have the over on Tom Brady well, passing no, touchdowns? I needed him to have three three passing touchdowns, and, and I, I would win. I needed him to have under three. And I think you either had to have the guy have a touchdown run or like under three. And at the end of the game, he did a play action, and he threw it into the end zone for Randy Moss, and he caught a touchdown. It was his third touchdown pass, and I'm jumping up and screaming, and you got pissed, and you were saying that you didn't want your dad to hear because you didn't want him to get us in trouble. But I think you were pissed because I won the won the bet i don't know <laughs> but what i'm saying is this is stupid you you're at the goal line and obviously as a as a as a fan of a team and we've all been there if you're a fan of a team 
you do the play that's going to be most successful for your team. But these these things such as sports betting and, and fantasy sports make you think irrationally. It's stupid. Um, it's just it's a dumb dumb way to go about it. And you know what also frustrates me is, you know, I guess you could call it a positive in a sense, but I, I don't consider it a positive. But you get these people. Like every everybody becomes an expert when it comes to fantasy. Have you ever done a fantasy draft where you're like doing the draft live on like ESPN.com or whatever you're doing it on, whichever app, uh, whichever network, and then everyone's making a comment like that was a stupid pick. What are you doing? He's not he he only rushed for a thousand yards. Everyone becomes an expert in your league, like twelve people. Yeah, well, it's because they all read the ESPN. They're all going off the exact same sheet of paper that Eric Berry or whatever's Matthew Berry put out on ESPN. But yeah, everybody becomes a pro, and then. What's funny is it always seems like the idiot of your friends yep. is the one that wins. Like the guy who's like, yeah, um, I, like honestly, it, that's how it always works. The guy that doesn't know anything about football is the winner. It's like the league where Taco wins. Like it's just, he doesn't even know what he's exactly. doing. Yeah. It's, it's really irritating. I like, I can't stand it when, oh, Shane, you picked Devontae Freeman. What a stupid decision. You should have gone with so-and-so. You should have gone with so-and-so. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't look at the comments anymore. Like this year, I refuse to look at the comments when the draft started. Like before the draft, we're all, you know, talking to each other. Once the draft started, I refuse to even look at anything because everyone thinks they're an expert. And it's usually the people who've never sat foot on any kind of field before or a basketball court or a baseball diamond, anything that start talking as if they're experts in the game. And it really irritates me. That's what bothers me. And they usually win. Yeah. So usually I just try to put myself in their shoes and pick like them. And it works. Yeah, there you go. Now, here's the thing. Why do you think they win? Like, is it does does fantasy, in your opinion, take any skill? I want I want your honest thoughts here. I've thought about this the last couple weeks. Does it take any skill to win in fantasy? Yes and no. It also takes like timing. Like, uh, if someone gets hurt, it's being the first one to pick up the backup or that type of thing. But like, as far as like the draft. Mm, uh, yeah, I think it takes a little bit of knowledge and skill okay. to to have a decent team, but but like like we just talked about, the the moron usually does the best. Like not not moron, but just the one who literally doesn't care about it and didn't put in any time and was just like, uh, I like this guy's name, and so he drafts him, and all of a sudden he goes off every week for three touchdowns. And, right. But yeah, no, I think it takes skill. But I just remember fantasy baseball a couple years ago. Like I put in hours and hours and hours before the draft like lining up okay like going through every scenario who I would draft if right. this guy was taken and like had a spreadsheet with multiple pages different scenarios and what my team would be lacking if I took this player or if I took that player and uh, that was the worst fantasy baseball team I've ever had <laughs> I think I came in ninth out of 10 people and it was just a garbage team so yeah. I, I think a lot of it has to do with luck like that's that's what I'm saying like I do think there is strategy like you said like their strategy, you have to know who's good. But, like, realistically, I well, mean... Real real quick. Go ahead. To, to my defense, like, that team I drafted was insane. Like, it was the best hitting, like, most home runs, most RBIs, most, most runs. And halfway through the season, I was like, my season's done. So I was building up for the next year where I was going to start acquiring picks by trading off these players who were underperforming. So, like, I had Edwin Encarnacion, I had Brian Dozier, and all these other players like Carlos Gonzalez, all these guys that could just straight up mash the ball. And it was like the second I traded them, their bat turned into, like, a tennis racket with superpower. Like, everything, they were launching home runs like crazy. <laughs> the pitchers I traded away started throwing freaking fire. And I think had I kept that team, I probably would have crawled into the playoffs and then won the championship. So, I mean, it's just, like you said. So the timing there, though, was yeah. bad. Like, I mean, but Very, you couldn't tell that was going to happen. Could you? No. So it's all luck. Yeah. 
I get see that's what frustrates me, man. And then and, and the and the people who you think don't know sports they end up winning because they you know they have a, a couple players that get really lucky. I had that same thing happen to me with Devontae Freeman. That's why I, I drafted in the, the next year after that because I think it was not last year but the year before he was the top scoring running back in in fantasy and I picked him up and I got a lot of heat for that because I liked him a lot. Um, I thought he might be good, but they were doing the whole like two back set. Nobody knew, but he ended up being the the top scoring running back. Yeah. But that that was really lucky. I was just trying to pick someone up that was I thought was going to get a little bit of points. He got really I like so I don't take any I don't I don't take any credit for that. I don't think I like did anything like extra studying for it. It just happened to be that oh uh, Coleman went down or whoever their other Tevin Coleman Tevin yeah, Coleman whoever their other guy went down and then. Uh, Freeman ended up getting some carries and did well and then took over the starting – well, took over the majority of the snaps. So Yeah, I mean, like, who would have known that just your Kareem Hunt's the freaking man at running back? And exactly. It, you know, I well, truthfully, I think if you drafted Adrian Peterson this year, you're a moron because the writing was on I'm the I'm an wall. idiot. You dra- Are you kidding me? Well, Where I Where did mean, you draft him? Sixth round, seventh round? Yeah, you're a moron. Yeah, I was – I had, I had taken a quarterback, a receiver – so here's here's my Who first. Who still left on the board at that point? I can't remember. Uh, not a lot, a lot though. Of, not a lot. Six round. That was a dumb. No, no, no. It was later in the the draft. But here's the three I took first, okay. which I think was a stupid decision on my part. I took Devonte Freeman, who's actually stupid. done okay. I don't think that's stupid. But I also took Des Bryant and Aaron Rodgers. Those three. I should never have taken a quarterback that high. Never. And I uh, then that was where I made my first mistake. But I took those three. I gambled on Dez, and I shouldn't have taken Rodgers. Then I still I th- could have gotten a decent quarterback. I think a quarterback's important. Like I, I, I remember like reading. It's always like take running back, running back, running back. You can always get receivers or uh, quarterbacks later. But I think I think a quarterback's important. Like, but so I uh, took AP on a gamble, and I can't remember who else was. There was some other running like uh, the dude from the Jets, Powell, I believe is his yeah. name. Um, Howard from Chicago was available, and I'm trying to think. Um, Kareem Hunt. Hunt was gone by then. Somebody else had picked him up in like the third round who was actually killing it in that league. But, yeah, I was an idiot. I drafted AP. I dropped him after two weeks. I did not realize <laughs> – bless you. I did not realize that um, – he was going to be that bad, but I remember talking to you. You might not even remember this, but you said, I think he's done. And I was like, oh, great. That was before the season even started, and he didn't do one thing, and he still hasn't. He's on the trading block right now. Rumor has it. So, I don't know. That was a really bad decision. So, yes, it, I'm an idiot. Deci- no, not, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, that was a really I'm not a guru. Yeah. I just put that on my name as a podcast. I just like to act like I am. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, man, I, it, it irritates me because um, – it is a lot of luck, though. It really is. These people like get really lucky. And then what also happens, and we were just talking about this earlier, um, and I think one of the NFL players actually came out and said something. I can't remember who it was, but they said something about how like fantasy sports has ruined like sympathy and empathy, whatever you want to call it, like of the fans because the fans are so worried about you know their their points that they get so they get so mad when a player gets hurt or they cheer so much when a player gets hurt. Like they don't care about like the actual player. They're more focused on their fantasy points. So um, like Odell Beckham Jr., I actually have him in one of my leagues, so that sucks, but that's not the only person to go down. I've lost almost, I got lost Greg Olson, Odell Beckham Jr., and Brandon Marshall in that league. So I've lost all of them. So anyways, like the players go down and uh, the people cheer for him. And then and, and I get it. And I think it, it's just part of it. I think people start rooting for injuries. What, have you seen that before in any of your fantasy sports? Not necessarily football, but I don't know. Baseball has a lot of injuries, but. Uh, like, no, I don't think I've ever sat there and cheered for, like, a guy to get hurt. Like, 
not like that. Not for fantasy purposes or anything. Yeah, no. I cheer for injuries. I'm. I'll be straight up honest. When somebody hurts themselves on the Eagles, I'm. Whatever, but that's just because I'm such a passionate fan. I just I'm terrible when it comes to like feeling sorry for other players, but that's no, how I am. That's but. fine. I think that's <laughs> I, I'm. I've said some bad things in my day, but I think that just comes from my competitive nature. I don't think it was necessarily fantasy, but I have seen people, I have seen people get you know for their fantasy purposes like yes, I'm playing so and so next week, and Odell's broke his leg, so he's out. Yeah, and like they get, and I think that I mean it speaks a lot because a lot of people they stop caring about the actual players themselves. They think of them as numbers and not necessarily athletes or individuals. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. Like I, I'd probably be the same. I mean, like if I was going up against Odell Beckham, I'd be like, Oh great. I don't have to play him. I'm, I don't think I'm sitting there saying, Oh, I'm so glad he shattered his ankle. I think you're a better person than me. Yeah. Well, I guess so. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I'm so blessed to have a friend. Like my miles is my best friend. If you guys haven't figured that no, out by no. now, Yes, he is. No, he not. thinks he's not, but he is. He's going to be my best friend no matter what he says. <laughs> so Miles is my best friend, and I'm so grateful for him <laughs> to be such a good example in my life. So is there anything, though, like that you think that's positive that comes from fantasy as far as, like, you know, it, makes, it, can, ca- it can cause us to be irrational fans. Uh, there's a lot of luck that's involved, but what do you see as, like, a positive? I think it brings uh, fans that wouldn't necessarily be fans kind of into it. Like, Okay. Uh, I always liked baseball, and it was – probably wasn't my favorite sport it was probably football was my favorite sport and then maybe basketball but since like uh i started playing fantasy baseball maybe seven years ago with this league Uh like baseball is probably my favorite sport now because i really pay so much attention to it and it's cool to see like the different intricacies and like you're paying attention to the players down in you know the minors and watching them come up and you're just paying more attention to the league itself and i think people do that with football and everything like still nfl I, i really don't even care about the nfl to be 100% 100% honest mm-hmm. and the only time I do really now is when I'm playing fantasy or when the Niners are relevant it's just more of like a kind of a mind-numbing thing to watch on Sundays to relax but like fantasy baseball is right up there or baseball because of fantasy because is of right fantasy. up there with college football for me I, I totally agree that was one of the points I wanted to make and just to kind of bounce off that is like it does bring in these these non-traditional fans people who may not have been paying attention to the sports it at least brings them in and gets the exposure to those particular sports that you might not have gotten beforehand um, I think it's a lot more analytic in in nature as far as like you know you're, you're thinking numbers all the time so you're also bringing in the people that specifically only look at like mathematical formulas and I yeah, guess like those I mean, guys on FanDuel and uh, yeah whatever DraftKings like they have they've built uh, algorithms. algorithms to to run those and figure out and so they'll make which is unfortunate because like that kind of ruins it for everybody else because now you're going up against a computer right instead of a, a human not saying we're dumber than computers but we are when it comes we are. to that yeah. well we're not dumber than a Mac we're we're dumber than PCs though definitely <laughs> just but no you're right though um, they build out the algorithms and stuff but they, it is a mathematical thing so I mean it's kind of cool though to see like you you'll get like the people. The people that uh, you know, they're the, they're the math people. They're not necessarily the fans of sports, and they uh, they they come in and they start playing fantasy and they try to uh, you know, and you get to interact with different types of people in that sense. Like if you're in a league, sometimes you're in a league with your buddies uh, that you've been in like for a while, but then you, you invite some random people sometimes and you get to know people. That I guess that's a cool thing. You get to you know interact with different types of people, so that's good. Um, but like I'm saying, I think it's good for the people that never watch the sport uh, that now are, but for the true traditional quote-unquote fans i i honestly believe that fantasy kind of has that negative impact uh what's your final thoughts on fantasy like what what do you think it does is it good or bad for the sports or both i think it's good like i really do um 
I think we just talked about it brings in more fans. Uh, obviously, like people kind of skews like their mindset towards a game. Like you played Aaron Rodgers, like you're literally praying for something that's not going to happen. I need Aaron Rodgers to absolutely destroy the Cowboys and the Cowboys to still win. I, although that almost happened, but like it's not usually going to happen that way. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a positive. Like it, it just it makes sports more fun. Um, okay. You know, to to the average fan like you, you're very passionate about sports, and and I feel like I'm kind of on that same level as mm-hmm. well. Like, yeah, I'll definitely yell, curse, and throw things, punch stuff. But um, most other fans probably aren't like that, and right. I, I think fantasy kind of helps them get to like a little more involved, or else yeah. it's just kind of a pastime, or I don't know. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. No, I like it. So we'd like to hear you guys' thoughts. So if you listen to the listen to the podcast, um, find us on Facebook. Well, find me on Facebook or Instagram, um, and I'll have the posts out there. If you guys have anything to say, please uh, leave a comment. Get in on the discussion whether you think fantasy is good or bad for fans. You heard it from Miles, though. He thinks it's good. It's good for the sport, I should say, uh, because of the, what it does. It helps bring people in, um, stuff like that. So, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. One more time, though, uh, find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, find me on Facebook. And if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, please leave me a review. It would be much appreciated. Um, And also, one last time, find Miles on 60 Days to Living. Find his YouTube channel, find his Facebook page. 60, the number 60, days, the number 2, living. Find it, listen to him. Like we said, he'll be halfway through his 100-day challenge. But if you want to watch the last half and you haven't watched anything now, this is where he's going to start making bank. So yeah, the last 50 right. days. So so check out, his, uh, check out his vlog. And as always, we'll talk to you next week.